0: Leading Britain's Conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Gladys Hooper, the UK's oldest person, has died at the age of 113. The former concert pianist in London was born in 1903. She passed away at a nursing home on the Isle of Wight.
1: Morning, everybody. 113 she was. 113. Ironically, she died on the same day that the oldest woman in America died. And I think they were both the same age. Hundred and thirteen. wonder what your quality of life is. Obviously not anymore, but I mean, the oldest woman here. Sunday Brunch presenter Tim Lovejoy is heartbroken and not seeing his kids every day. Emma Bunton says three of the Spice Girls are reuniting for the sake of the fans. Ronnie O'Sullivan has used his troubled past as an inspiration for a gritty crime novel. That'll be the fact that his father, who committed murder, spent 18 years of his life in prison and the family business is pornography. Uh, Sheridan's back on stage. Sexual harassment claim on the East End is set. Kerry Katona's live show fails to attract sales, 26 tickets for the first one, I'm assuming cancelled, like the rest of her life. And Mike Tyndall, celebrity, please. And Sarah Ferguson's got all riled, got all riled up, hasn't she? And so she's decided she wants to take the Murdoch paper for millions over the Andrew Sting. Do you remember this story? It goes back ages ago where they caught her. Uh, Obviously, they, they were sort of trying to pretend they needed links through to Prince Andrew, which she seemed to provide. And uh, it was—I age- was, mean, it was such a long time ago, such a long time ago. So we'll wait and see where that one goes. And uh, Sir Cliff set to sue the BBC for a million pounds. I mean, it—it was absolutely disgraceful. The, what 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 they did there—they put the programme forward. For, was it Scoop of the Year or something? God, what sick people they must be, mind you. But uh, it's about time, really. The BBC started looking on its own doorstep, isn't it? As opposed to sort of worry about other things. No charges against Cliff; it was all dropped. And um, and it's a case of the BBC could be having their day in court. He wants his day in court. As I say, on one of it, they were sort of they said, "Oh, just w- wait, wait till we get the cameras there, so we can see people going in." What? That's how they get their stuff, is it? Scuzzy, very scuzzy. I'm afraid I don't like that sort of thing at all. But it could change the way that uh, that people. Uh, actually end up getting stories. You remember, years ago, the News of the World set up uh, a chat show host called Russell Harty in this country, who was gay. They set him up with a rent boy who they mic'd up. They mic'd up a rent boy and sent him around there. News of the World is now gone, of course. You know, some of the, another one of their sort of dreadfully despicable ways of garnering news. And uh, contrary to the opinion of how it used to go, uh, it, it was a case of, listen, I've got a cassette recorder, I'll turn it off, but they've got another one going. So they do record stuff. Uh, Tesco, cynically using British-sounding names to trick you into buying foreign food because you you, you think you're buying British. Because I would. I would. They, of course, deny it, as indeed they would. And Peter Jones from Dragon's Den, he says, uh, I'm not going to leave a penny of my fortune to the kids. Lovely. What a charming person he must be. I mean, why not? I can understand why you'd leave a little bit. They'll only challenge it in court, won't they? And a picture of Billy Piper's current boyfriend snorting some sort of powder on the streets. I mean, could have been talcum powder, could have been Vicks, Sinex. It could have been all sorts of things. It's odd. The, uh, the papers say, why would you want to do that on the streets? I mean, it is a very odd thing. They both, they're both appear to be a little bit, let's say, just say, tiddly Tiddly, I think, is a very good one. I quite like the word tiddly for people who've had a few few bevies. Take that without Robbie Williams. And uh, they got Lulu on stage, who relit their fire. Uh, He didn't really need Robbie at all. And uh, TV Shaw's shop flop. Yes, it's uh, it's one of the boys from Geordie Shaw, who had a shop and was going, Oh, I'm making 45,000 a month. Well, it's gone bust. So, of course, he's not making 45,000 a month at all. None of these people make the sort of money they think they do they they really don't it's a little bit embarrassing it's a load of old cobblers really isn't it when you sort of see people and they go oh the, the, there's there's one of the uh, the uh, the Towie people who said that um, oh i'm 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 i've i've done a, a new hair range no 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 that's like sort of believing that poor old Jessica Wright has got a career in fashion she hasn't they they how it works is they go we'll give you 100,000 pound a year and uh, and you'll you'll be the face of you know the Jessica Wright collection you know, because she's got no, no talent for doing anything, let alone speaking English. And so they then give them the, this money and they say, do you like that in red, in blue? She's got a shoe collection, which she's been flogging for the best part of six months, as I remember. I seem to remember reading about it ages ago. You don't seriously think she can actually draw a shoe, do you? That would be a good test, wouldn't it? Put it on a TV programme and go, right, you have a shoe collection. So you've you designed these. Yeah, I designed all those. OK, draw a shoe. Soon separate the wheat from the chaff that way round, wouldn't we? And then somebody was evicted from Big Brother, but as nobody's watching Big Brother, apart from the cameraman, and even they sound bored, um, it's all a bit of a disaster. Somebody was kicked out the other day, some poor old baggage, uh, probably from Basingstoke, I should imagine. That's where most people like that seem to come from. And they. Um, They kicked her out, and then she was doing an interview with with Emma Willis, and I kept thinking, but who are you, dear? (laughs) She looked fairly ancient to be on that programme. and, And then over on Strictly, where they really are struggling, they really are struggling to find anybody to go on it, they've now apparently got two doctors, twins... Who apparently... To go on strict... I don't know if this is the celebrity version or just a... Do they do an ordinary version of strict... They only, only do c- celebrities, don't they? Well, how could two doctors be celebrities? They really are scraping the barrel, aren't they? Uh, also, uh, Kelly Osborne's going to write a book. Well, she'll colour in the, some of the bits. I don't think she'll actually write a book. And it's going to lift the lid on her parents' relationship. That'll be exciting. Well, I mean, why would anybody want to read that? She said, and it, and, and it sort of takes you to the person I am today. What, foul-mouthed and untalented? I mean, by that token, most of the cast on TOWIE could write one. Certainly from Made in Chelsea. Certainly Made in Chelsea. Uh, 84850, steve dot uk, And uh, we'll put everything in on the programme this week. Why? Because it's just, you know, we just do things like that. Uh, uh, Sorin in France says, Finally back listening after an absence of three weeks due to work commitments and my iPad dying. Anything happened? No, no. Been very quiet actually over the last few weeks. I was only saying, I was only saying the other day to uh, to Jeremy Corbyn, one of the only people probably left in this world who can speak to Jeremy Corbyn. Because you've got to be very careful because he's old and fragile, and they're very protective. Don't, no, don't because you'll pick on him. No, I'm not picking on him. I just want to have a quiet word. How are you, Jeremy? Don't pick on me. <laughs> he doesn't like it. He doesn't like being picked on because there's nobody left. There's nobody left. I don't think there's anybody in the Conservative Party. There's a couple of arguing women about who's got children, who hasn't got children, who's going to have more in common with people. Uh, over in the Labour Party, I don't know what's going on with the Labour Party. And uh, well, then there was Boris, and uh, then there was the Prime Minister. And, um, and then it all just went pear-shaped. So really, basically, sorry, nothing at all. Nothing, I mean, nothing. Nothing of any consequence. Oh, the woman, 113, died in the Isle of Wight. She must have had some money, mustn't she? used to be a concert pianist. See, I love people with a past. I love things like that. Uh, John Twomey, I have to say hello to, from Surin, in France, uh, which is quite nice. I'm going to a screening this morning. Do you remember we had this, I had this dreadful trouble the other day where I've got a, a guest coming in. Uh, tomorrow from the new Star Trek movie. And he's coming in early. He's coming in very early. Uh, But they want me to go and see the film. And none of the screening times fitted in with anything that I could do at all. You know, one of them, I think, was about 4.30 in the afternoon. I can't... 4.30 in the afternoon, I'm practically getting ready for bed with my Winnie the Pooh pyjamas. So there was no chance that I was going to be making that. And then we sort of came up with this brilliant idea that somebody from the newsroom, Tim... Uh, could actually go and see the film and then brief me. We've actually done this before. If I can't go and see it, then somebody will write a synopsis or they'll just talk me through it so I know what I'm doing. But uh, the film company said, no, we really want Steve to come and see it. So I've got got my own screening this morning at 8 o'clock. I don't think I've ever been to a screening at eight o'clock. In the morning. I should be, Nobody will be awake. They'll all be sitting there going, we've got a screening for Steve Allen at eight o'clock in the morning. I just, I'll be sitting there with a piece of toast and peanut butter. That'd be nice, actually. Toast and peanut butter. I might actually request that beforehand. And the other thing which I thought of after on Friday, you remember, we did this this story that was gathering momentum about the shooting in Dallas And uh, I think we ended up with five police officers who were were shot dead. Five police officers died as a result of all this. And I thought, God, that could really get out of control. It was one person, apparently, who has a history of abusing women and he was kicked out of uh, the army and all these sort of things. So he's, he's obviously got some sort of mental issues. And then... So we we did that on the Friday morning. Then the newspapers covered it on the Saturday morning. People were talking about it. And then apparently there was a march here. There was one in Brixton. And the thing that struck me is, why was there a march here? This was something that happened over in America. Do the Americans have marches when we have something here? I mean, if if ever we have a disaster, do you think the Americans go on a march? I mean, I understand what it is. Don't get me wrong. But I just couldn't understand why that would serve any useful purpose, having a march here. Would that, would that make any difference? Do you think the Americans go, oh, good, we've actually got solidarity with Britain? Because I thought we've always had solidarity. But they don't go on marches if we have disasters. And so I, I was sort of thinking to myself, you know, we do have a lot of marches in this country. Kind of, we, we have marches about things taking place you know, overseas, uh, and so uh, marches that take place here, which appear to be nothing to do with us. It's always, it's always things that have happened overseas. I remember the... the uh, I think it was the Macpherson report into the Stephen Lawrence murder that called the police institutionally racist, racist. But that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And we now have... We have black police officers. We have Asian police... I heard somebody the other day defining... It must have been on LBC's Breakfast yesterday. Defining racism and this... A guy came on. I think he was he was Asian. And he said he said, you get people who don't like everywhere you go. People don't like people. So obviously, to a degree, we're obviously all racist, you know, to a certain degree. He said, because you get Asian people who don't like black people, black people who don't like Asian people. then There are people who don't like Jewish people. Then there must be people that the Jewish people don't like. And so it sort of went on in Austria. It's you know, they don't seem to like Turks they don't seem to like um, the Burgenlanders, the people who come from outside. It's, it's like it's like the old-fashioned English versus Irish. You know, people always take the mickey out of the Irish. They're always Paddy this, Paddy that. You know, jokes about Paddy working on a building site. And apparently it's all right if you're Irish to tell these jokes, but if you're not Irish, you can't tell them. So, in other words... And I'm sure there must be loads of comedians from all different ethnic groups, which I've seen on the television. And, uh, and I'm always quite interested, actually, because I, I quite like it. I, I remember uh, Omar... Jalili, when I first saw him on the television, he was, he was playing Iranian, you know, I'm a shopkeeper and he, he did the whole bit, and I thought it was brilliant, then of course he speaks actually quite normally, and he's just terribly clever, and I thought that was quite good as well, so, I mean, we seem to be integrating more, because that's just what it is, I mean, I was walking through Richmond the other day, I don't think I heard English spoken, I heard Polish, Russian, Lithuanian, I mean, I heard all, all different, but I didn't hear anybody English, it was only me on the bus. Which I thought, that's a bit of a sign of the changing times, isn't it, really? Uh, little Kim has signed for Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, she? I don't know who she is. I heard there was a bloke who died, Little Somebody as well. Little, yeah, Little Somebody. And Little Kim, and they went, oh, she's a big star. And here she is. She's a, an American rapper, songwriter, record producer, model and actress. She must be blooming desperate if she's doing, uh, if she's doing Big Brother over here. I mean, how how desperate is that? I mean, perhaps she isn't selling anything. I mean, otherwise, why would you want to, at the age of whatever she is? How old is she? 1994 she was started. She, yeah, she's either 40 or 41, depending on whether you believe she was born 74 or 75. I mean, why would she want to be appearing on a on a, a game show kind of thing over here, because, make no mistake, that's exactly what it is. And they go, oh, they've obviously paid her big money. Her name's Kimberly, incidentally. Her stage name's Lil' Kim. You know, obviously because she's tiny, I suppose. But why would why would you want to appear on that? Even if they said, oh, they're offering huge sums of money, which I never believe. I think that's a load of old hocus pocus. And so they actually put... I mean, she's been, you know, she's been on various labels. Uh, she's uh, She's also got, I think, actually, she was honourably listed on... VH1's 100 Greatest Women in Music at 45, the second highest position for a solo female hip-hop artist. But obviously, times must be really hard if she's having to appear on a British show. Obviously, nothing in America for her. I feel a bit sorry, actually, but there you go. I'm sure she'll be really interesting. Why well, would she be interesting? She doesn't know how we work. Oh, she's... Wait a minute. Her second Studio Effect uh, effort, uh China Doll... This way of spelling China all of a sudden. C-H-Y-N-A. I think there is actually a, a celebrity who's called China. Is it Chi- Black China? B-L-A-C. You can't even spell black. And then China. C-H-Y-N-A. It's not very odd, isn't it? Only the Americans have this peculiar spelling. Peculiar spelling of lots and lots of different things. But anyway, so if she comes over here, we're all going to be going, oh, right, who are you? Because none of the people in the house... I mean, because I can, I'll can. i predict it now, shall I? OK, there'll be at least two homosexuals in there. There'll be one gobby ex-page-three-has-been. There'll be somebody from a reality show. Uh, there'll probably be... There'll be a, a few few ethnic people, just to sort of balance it up. It's so patronising, really. It's like the celebrity... It's like, it's like the bake-off you've got to have. Wait a minute, have, have we... Have, we found a black lesbian, have we? Fantastic, fantastic. They get quite excited about this. And the same over in Celebrity Big Brother, when, when they try and find people, you know, because they're looking for something, they always find stereotypical homosexuals. They always manage to find them. I've seen them over the years. Poor little Brian. There was a career that went nowhere. And uh, he had his sort of five minutes in the spotlight and then it all finished. And now the, these people pop up on things and you don't really know what they're doing there. It's like Rylan, He's sort of like flavour of the month at the moment. But to be quite honest... You know, you can go to any gay bar in Soho. You'll find people much camper and much funnier than Rylan. He's sort of the he's sort of the Naff side of it. He actually claimed that having all those teeth in his mouth, you know, made him a bad presenter, as opposed to not a very bright person became uh, a presenter. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC dot co dot uk. Uh, another one here. Oh, Fran. I know they were playing the um, the clips, weren't they, of Angela Lidsom about, um, you know, whether or not having children makes her a better person. Because she, sort of, she said she'd been misquoted, so then they were, everybody was playing it out, and I heard little bits of it. To be honest with you, I couldn't give a forex. i I'm really not remotely bothered. It's just it's too tedious for words. And uh, it, it could be insensitive. It might not be insensitive. I really don't care. Seriously, I've got better things to worry about. Like last night, I had Kentucky Fried Chicken. And that's why I'm not a hundred percent fantastic this morning uh, because I had it and I sh- I did share I did share and I got it home and and I looked and I started going through it and I got sort of halfway through the bucket and I suddenly thought I think I might have had enough but luckily it forced it down so that was okay so I felt much better about life on that. Uh, Steve uh, says Nikki, can I just say how annoyed I get when people in Kaluun TV shit refer to liquid as bit? Liquid is not food, so it should be referred to as drop. No, it's a bit. Bit of liquid. If it winds you up, I'm going to go with a bit of liquid. I'm definitely going for that one. So I'm going to have a a bit of coffee in a moment. It's a liquid. And I'll tell you it's 19 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Sunday morning. And uh, we're all a bit of a quandary around here because we've parked the cars, but we don't know if we're going to get blocked in. There's some run that's taking place. And uh, I parked and they said, no, it was fine on that side to park there. It was only... Tomorrow, and yet the other side of the road it was today. All oh, very confusing, isn't it? Could be stuck there forever. And the producers on the other side of the road, which is where we normally park, and that looks—I mean—that there. This is some race or run that's going through London. London 10k run, 10 kilometers. And uh, I don't know how we're going to get out again. I haven't. I'll, I'll fathom that out after I've been to the cinema and then come back and looked at the car, going, "Well, there's no chance, no chance at all." And. <laughs> Uh eight four eight five oh Steve at lbc.co.uk I was listening yesterday um and and then I realized Steve, uh, it was your best bits. I know, I know <laughs> which I love. Yes, but people I get loads of texts actually, strange enough, even though it says this is the best of Steve Allen, this is the best of Steve Allen, <laughs> so it goes on. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC.co.uk. I wonder what's going to happen with all the voting. You know, who, who people are going to vote for. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because all these, these people who voted out, slowly but surely you're seeing the effects of what's happening to businesses and how people are struggling and how... I've got three friends, two in banking and one who's not in banking, and their businesses have been affected already. Already, they've they've been affected by people voting out. But there again, I'm sure that everybody's very happy with what they did. Malcolm says, did you see This Morning on Friday, presented by Ryland and his husband? I know. I mean, both totally useless at presenting. I mean, the husband, totally useless. Very embarrassing. They're obviously trying to develop him into some sort of personality, but I think it's unlikely. Unlikely. Uh, I love listening to your show. And uh, I'll be going out jogging, says uh, Martina in Croydon. Is that another word for mugging? in Croydon, we did, we, did a, we did a lovely thing the other day, it was so funny, we did a thing on Basingstoke, we decided to take the mickey out of Basingstoke for the morning, which was very popular, very, very popular, and then we decided to have a go at BBC Local Radio, and uh, BBC Radio Breton, BBC Radio Penge, and all these other places, and somebody wrote to me and went, I'll have you know, lots of elderly people rely on local radio, I thought, well they need to get a life, seriously, they need to get a life if you're worried about that, there was a talk a while ago of closing them all down. Because they're a terrible waste of money. You don't need to have local radio now. You really don't. I mean, local radio is so dated. So dated. Because all they do is the farming news and a few other things and the local vicar comes in and somebody runs a playgroup on Thursday and Fridays. And that's about it. You know, you could probably make a very good Victoria Wood sketch out of BBC local radio. (laughs) Close it down, I think. Close it down. And, of course, it's uh, it's Tennis. Today, all oh, very, very exciting. I noticed Prince Andrew, really busy member of the royal family, very busy doing nothing, uh, went down there. And uh, a few other people, I think Cliff went the other day as well. And then other people went, I think Beyonce went. She went down there. And so we've got, I'm assuming, is, is today the final at the tennis? Today's the final. And who are we putting our money on? Is it either Federer or is it... Federer's out, is he? Oh, Lord, there you go. Oh right, Andy Murray versus Milos Raonic. Murray's the favourite. Oh, well, I'm going to go for Raonic then. I mean, just to be controversial and different. Why not? Because then if it, if it works out that way, it's fine. Because I, I, the only reason I want I, I can't bear Andy Murray is that ghastly mother. She turns up everywhere, doesn't she? Little Miss Grab some money, Little Miss Grab some money. So uh, she'll be there as well. Very boring person. Very dull. Uh, eight for eight five zero. Steve, I'm horrified. No jogging. Not not mugging. It's Croydon. You don't need to fool me. I know what goes on in Croydon. I've read the reports. Uh, another one here. And uh, 84850, steve at uk. I do want to go through the, uh, the papers because there's very odd stories in the papers today. Uh, including a woman sacked from a, uh, a funeral director's for refusing to polish the coffin of a paedophile. Uh, replica football shirts up to £45 for a child. £45 you know for a child and then um Kelly Osborne who's actually writing this uh, this book uh on her parents' marriage and you think don't you think her parents should write it on her parents' marriage and uh another one here who's actually a regular listener to this uh, program completely regular because I've got his uh, his name's uh Jay's. Or perhaps it's Jay-Z, or perhaps he's just got a few screws loose. He knows exactly who I am because he's written to me before. And then he goes, who is this moron on the graveyard shift? He says, envious of everyone. Um, I don't think so. Have we, done, have we done envy yet this morning? Dear me, if you, if you saw my bank account, we wouldn't be jealous of anybody at all. So I'm going to put you out of your misery. So you'll have to go and buy another phone. OK, now, bye. And I <laughs> love doing that. I get people writing in going, fantastic. It's only because they're a bit simple. Very simple. And uh, Marilyn says, uh, I put blueberries, raspberries, strawberries in a Sunday glass with double cream and Aero Mint Balls, about seven of them, and, uh, and then jazz it up. Oh, Aero Mint Balls. What oh, in God's name are they? They sound very exciting. And you, you would actually waste those with blueberries, raspberries and strawberries in a Sunday glass. Yeah, I know. They're just little balls. I remember once somebody did, and I think it was the early stages. Do you remember of Come Dine With Me, where they went round to somebody's house, and they went round to this house, which, to be honest with you, you know, I wouldn't have eaten there. It needed a hygiene certificate. It looked disgusting. And their idea of a dessert was ice cream with Maltesers. I mean, seriously, they were seriously dumb. I mean, now at least it's, it's progressed beyond there and you get people who can actually cook. And then you sort of, you get, get other people who go on there and they go, I can't eat that. You think, well, it's a food programme. The whole idea is you're supposed to be, you know, enjoying somebody else's food and try, oh, I can't eat that. And they sit there, these, you know, these waste of spaces. I love them, actually. And um, my local BBC station a few years ago, Steve, decided to have locals from every town to read out the names in their accent. All I remember was Stook. Yes it's a ghastly place it really is oh, I think that's where they send criminals to die I'm convinced they all go there they go you're going to Basingstoke no I don't want to go
0: to Basingstoke I wanted to go to Hendon
1: and you can't you have to go to Basingstoke we love it actually if you if you get the uh, the podcast the best of yesterday. You'll get loads on Basingstoke. We had, a, we had a real good go at it. It was fantastic. I love things like that. Because you always get some sad person who writes in, I live in Basingstoke. I think you find it's a very nice place indeed. I've lived here for many years now. And I am. and, and, and in this particular case, it was somebody that we called Anne. Because we thought that was quite funny. We, we imagine Anne was a curtain twitcher. She's never listening to this programme ever again. Of course, she's a compulsive liar as well, because we know she's still listening. But it's a case of she's sort of curtain twitching. How dare you? A lot of people from London come down to Basingstoke. No, they don't. No, they don't. They go down there to try and retrieve, retrieve stolen property. That's what they do. Sharon says, why didn't Prince Andrew clap Andy Murray's win? I've got no idea. I didn't see it. I just remember seeing a picture of him. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, there's Prince Andrew. Busy, busy, busy. And, uh, and then I, I, after that, I kind of lost the will to live. So I was quite interested in the fact that Sarah Ferguson, who is debt-ridden... I mean, she's, she's flogging at the moment food mixers in America because she's real class. Uh, she's going to take the Murdoch papers for millions over the Andrew Sting... You must remember it, because it, um, it, it sort of cropped up... It must be a few years ago, actually, now. I can't remember which, which paper is actually doing it. Uh, the sex-crazed assassin is the one from yesterday, the Dallas cop killer. He wanted to kill anybody white, basically. If they were policemen, it was a bit of a bonus. Uh, so that's on the front page of that paper. Um, there's a, one here. There's a, a mum of 12... Mel Edwards, who is spared jail. swindle swindled £154,000 in benefits. She's a thieving old tow rag. She pretended to be single, but her husband Brian lives with her. 154000 Look at the state of that. My God, you're vile. Mum of 12, perhaps less time lying on your back, dear, and more time getting out there getting a job. That would be nice, wouldn't it? But unlikely. And poor old Kerry Coke toner. Nobody but nobody's going to fork out money to see her. 26 tickets for her one woman theatre show and uh, it was going to be in Melton Mowbray £20 and she sold 26 tickets I don't know how many the venue holds Uh, they do hope that uh, a source said she needs the tour to be a success who's interested? I'm sorry, stupid woman shoves Arthur Columbia up her nose tells her kids about it and ends up just having children to fund a pathetically useless lifestyle there you go, I've done the show for you what else is there? There's nothing else. You know, married Brian McFadden, had children. End of story. There is no story. There is no talent. She wasn't with Atomic Kitten when they had their, uh, their hit singles. And she's never managed to do anything. She's just a, a sad, lonely drunk some of the time. And the rest of the time, she's trying to find a way of making money. And this isn't working either. 26 tickets. Good God. I hate to tell you, Kerry, my show sold out straight away. 5.30. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to six, Sunday morning, and I don't know what the weather is. I haven't even checked this morning. Just hope it's reasonably dry, but I will be the only one sitting in a preview cinema by myself watching Star Trek. I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. Perhaps they'll lay on a buffet trolley. So, Kerry Katona, we've had a look at the theatre. I thought maybe actually it wouldn't be so bad if it was only a 200-seater. It's 500. And 500, 26 people, you might as well not bother. They'll have to cancel it if they don't sell any more. To be honest with you, even 100 in a 500-seater looks pathetically awful. Uh, She's gone bankrupt uh, twice before. Last time was 2013. And, of course, she's hoping to rake in money for a tell-all show. But the trouble is, the reason people will not be buying tickets for Kerry Coke Toner is because you know what her life is. I've just told you what it is. She's sold every aspect of it. It's dull, it's pathetically sad and uh, and useless, and out of it are four children. She's living in a rented house. She doesn't have any money. She's hoping this is good. I mean, she didn't seriously... Who on earth convinced her to, um, to do this tour? I think it was 20 dates. 20 dates. I mean, put it this way, they couldn't even get people interested in seeing that... Uh, it was that mad woman who lived with um, uh, the footballing manager, uh, the um, Nancy Delusional... I mean, they couldn't even get people to go and see her. It was so papered, the house. That's what they call when they give out comp ticket. Nobody was interested. She's barking mad. And Kerry Katona, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be giving you threepence. Even if it was free, nobody would go. Seriously, and of course, what the worst thing is, if she actually goes ahead with this thing, because I'm assuming the theatres would have asked for a deposit, somebody's going to be losing. Who on earth, in their right minds, seriously thinks people of this country are so stupid, they would be booking tickets to go and see her? £20 a ticket... Even I can get more than that for my tickets. And uh, the weather. Oh, here we go. Today. Oh, gold. Rain slowly clearing the southeast, leaving most of England and Wales with scattered showers but warm, sunny spells. Northern Britain will stay mostly cloudy with occasional rain, sometimes heavy, particularly in Scotland. Southwestern parts will be breezy. Breezy wonder how we're going to get out of London today. I'm worried about this now, actually. <laughs> it's not looking good. Tonight, cloudy skies. Patchy rain will continue across the country, turning heavy in places, especially across western hills. south will be dry with windy conditions in the scythe. So there you go. That's all you need to know, isn't it? You don't need to worry about anything else. Uh, not just the Americans use weird spellings, says Brian. In Australia, a woman named her daughter Caitlin. But if that wasn't bad enough, she used Roman numerals to spell it out, which is KV111L1N. I mean... He says, I know how much you love Australians. Well, I do the sensible ones. I mean, the stupid ones, of which there are huge amounts, huge amounts I've discovered. I mean, it's very, very worrying, isn't it? And uh, Steve says, uh, says Dion, I bet they didn't show a close up of uh, Thingy Williams uh, bottom and knickers, uh, which is what the BBC are prone to doing. Isn't it funny? Small wonder they've got, you know, an awful lot of problems with inside the BBC. He says, uh, Basingstoke's near to me. But uh, that's about as far as it gets. Uh, Michael says, I saw Prince Andrew at Wimbledon. Miserable devil. Couldn't even bring himself to clap the players at the end of the match. Oh, he's so far of his own. Uh, his own end. There's nothing he can really do about Prince Andrew. Uh, we Irish have County Kerry jokes. Did you hear the one about the Kerry man with half a brain? He's gifted. Um, You know, it's Swedes crack the exact same jokes about Norwegians. All it is, as Pete says, it's good fun. If you, you know, it's the old day Medna. If you haven't learned how to laugh at yourself, you're missing the joke of the century. That's all it is. It's just turning around and going, that's funny. You know, if you want to find a fence in it, who is it who found a fence? Somebody, somebody from Nottingham fa- found a fence with something a short while ago, which we couldn't quite understand. Oh, that's right, it was Andrew Castle making a nice comment about one of the players saying she's a dentist. I wish she was my dentist. And apparently that upset somebody. You can imagine the person in Nottingham who complained was an ugly. You know, you could just imagine. They've never had a compliment in their life. And that's why you think you feel like saying to them, why don't you just go get a life, dear? Why don't you go and get a life? You know, go go do something else, you know. Andrew Castle's at Wimble today, so Ian Payne's doing breakfast today. And, of course, it's Nigel Farage is here. Nigel Farage... No, 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 he doesn't come in on a broomstick. He's he's going to be fairly controversial, I suspect, today. It's his first job. Well, it's his second job, really, Uh, since he's sort of decided, no, I don't want to do it anymore. And uh, there was a... Who has it said there was a huge offer to get him into Celebrity Big Brother, apparently? They were offering, apparently, a quarter of a million pounds. See, but the trouble is, we know him, don't we? So there'll be no, no point at all, actually. Uh, Sharon says, because of this run thing, will I be able to get to Covent Garden my car or will I have to get a train? I've got no idea. I've really got no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm as confused as the next person. I've parked where I normally park. How are we going to get out? I've got no idea. I mean, I'm hoping it's going to be OK. I'm hoping they're all going to be running. And they will come on, where's your car through, Stephen? All the police be, come on, Steve, get the car through. And I'm going, go, thank you, thank you. <laughs> After I've been to the... Uh, after I've been to my screening today, which is lovely. Um, What else do we have in the papers? Oh, yes, uh, Chris Evans, hit by another new blow. Hit by another new blow. This time, we think that John Revel is going to be writing a book uh, telling all about the dark side, because he was the one who said before, you uh, you have to sort of watch him because he blows up and things like that. But, of course, everybody blows up, don't they? Everybody has, you know, that moment where you do it. I'm assuming that Chris Evans is exactly the same as everybody else. Exactly the same as everybody else. So if John Rebel writes this book, this could blow it wide apart. Uh, one of the columnists today, Carol Malone, who was on LBC yesterday, talking about the papers, was saying in, in her column today, you know, he thinks it's very funny getting his bits out and waving them at people. She said, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's bullying. I'm just looking at this this London run. Right, where are we? Oh, you can't get out, can you? Oh, Lord. They're coming down Lower Regent Street. Wait a minute. Actually, I might be able to. I might be able to. I'm not entirely convinced. Yeah, might have... Oh, Lord, you might be sleeping in the car. Where are they going to then? They seem to be going all the way down, don't they? Past past Downing Street. Uh, There's Trafalgar Square. Perhaps I could just drive along with them. The start is on Piccadilly, so Constitution... Oh, Constitution Hill's OK, isn't it? That's quite quiet. Perhaps... Oh, no, they're actually... Oh, they're running from Piccadilly. Actually, they miss... They miss Buckingham Palace, so perhaps I could go down there and do that way. I could do the Mall, but you can't drive down the Mall anyway on a Sunday. Oh, boo. Actually, I might be OK. Birdcage Walk is OK. I could go down there. I think I might be all right. Actually, I think it's just where I think it's where you are. I think it's where you are. You might be there all day. You're working tomorrow. Oh dear, that might be a difficult one. Where you are, did it not have any signs up? No. Well, you might be might be all right there, mightn't you? You know, when they took the minis down the steps in that film, you could drive down the steps onto the mall. and you have a mini. You could do that. You could go down there that way. That'd be quite a good thing, wouldn't it? (laughs) I think I might better go round Trafalgar Square because I don't think. Wait, I'm having a look. Oh, no, they seem to go round Trafalgar Square. Yeah, I think I'm going to go down. I don't know where I'm going to go, actually. I'm really not sure. I'm looking at St. James's Palace, and that's where they seem to go round, and then Trafalgar Square. They seem to be coming past here, don't they? Up this road here. Oh God, what are they running for? Are they running for any specific charity, or are they just running to disrupt us? Dif- different charity. They always do it, don't they? Every year, I seem to remember this one. Bloody pain. <laughs> Trying to be generous about it, going it's for charity. But At the same time, I'm thinking, listen, I've got to go and sit in a cinema. I don't want to have to come out and somebody go. Well, you can't move your car till three. And we go. Well, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that on any of the things. Oh, poo sticks, honestly. Never mind, we'll worry about it later. I'm sure that the police officers are going to be listening at the moment and going, We'll get you out, Steve. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Uh, so, Chris Evans, uh, rocked by this tell all book from John Revel. Um, he's seen the bright side and the dark side of Chris Evans. He knows everything about him. And, uh, but then. You know, if you delve into anybody's life, you're going to find good side and bad side, aren't you? I don't think it... Will you read it? Too blooming true, yeah. Because I remember when they actually got the money uh, after they'd sold the radio station and they all ended up with a huge amount of money. And then I believe that that was the last time Chris spoke to the breakfast team. I don't think he spoke to them after that. They were all going, oh, right, were you all sort of, you know, mates and mates. I went, no, during the programme, yes, but not uh, afterwards. Uh, Daniela Westbrook has called in the police after internet trolls targeted her and her children, and uh, she's urged Twitter followers to help track down the culprits, later announced they'd been identified. One troll's message to her youngsters, Kai and Jodie, read, Would you like a copy of a truth book about the real Daniela Westbrook? Interviews by her exes, friends and family. Out 26th of August. Is that offensive? I I didn't quite see that that was offensive. Would you like to read... The truth book about the real Daniela Westbrook. Yeah, because most of her life is a fantasy, isn't it? So, I mean, I'm assuming there is a truth book. Uh, she described the trolls as stalkers and called one a sick cookie. A sick cookie. Oh, well, there you go. Intelligent to the last. She recently returned to East Enders for Peggy Mitchell's funeral, and that's the last you'll ever see of her because she's not going back in again. The BBC have said issues. That's it. That's all they say, issues. They don't say anything else. <laughs> Could be anything really, couldn't it? I suppose. <laughs> Knowing her, it probably is. Uh, Nigel Farage and Big Brother. In conversation was great yesterday. It's on again this evening at nine o'clock. The theme is magic. Theme is magic. Anyway, Farage, Steve, says John, he'd be useless in Big Brother. The idea is to remain as long as possible. And he seems to want to leave everything as quickly as he can. I know. Funny that, isn't it really? Because you are seeing the effects of this leaving. I don't care what anybody says. matter Which way you voted, whether you voted in or out, if you're going on holiday, things are going to cost you more. If you've just bought a property, you're going to see the value drop. You know, banks, everything else, all sorts of businesses are going to be affected. Believe you me. Uh, Steve, 20 quid to see Kerry Katona does that price include first cast return travel steak, dinner, cocktails and hotel stay no, it just, just involves you sitting there listening to her droning on about, you know, in, in her sort of chavvy sort of way I don't think it's worth 20 quid, I don't even think it's worth a pound As I say, because we know about her, don't we? we we know we know everything we actually know everything because she's sold every aspect of her life she's just kind of sort of run out I think, stuck in bed with tummy ache. says Dawn in Edinburgh Uh, I saw a TV channel called Talking Pictures UK. No. Talking Pictures UK? Never heard of it. It sounds bizarre. Sounds very bizarre. We don't know what it is. I I thought most pictures talked. Would that be it? Would that be odd? Would would that be the sort of thing? Uh, Sheridan Smith has come back. Good news. Back at the West End show. Surprising everybody. I wasn't really... uh, This is... um, It's a free-to-air film nostalgia channel. Oh, right. Okay. So, they've got all sorts of things. And, um, right. It runs 24 hours a day, specialises in British films, both classics and B movies from the early days of cinema through to the 1970s. Lovely. Well, there you go. At least we know what it is now. So, thank you very much indeed. I don't think you're supposed to be listening to the radio, you're not supposed to be sort of watching television and things like that. I don't like people not listening to this programme and not, not concentrating on what we're talking about. So, I've told you that Sheridan's uh, good, she's back in. For how long? I don't know. I've got no idea. But uh, she does go in against all the odds. Emma Bunton has said three of the Spice Girls are reuniting for the sake of the fans. Um, So they'll tell you what they want, what they really, really want. And they want you to go and buy a ticket to see them. Now, when Jerry quit, I think they were touring America, I seem to remember. And so it didn't really have the impact over here, which, uh, although one of the um, people who writes a column said that they changed the face of pop music. It didn't change the face of anything at all. It was they—they uh, they were just successful for that brief period of time, and I think that they had a. I think there was like an audience with the Spice Girls, where all their mums turned up and they sang "Mama, We Love You" and all that. That was very dreary, and uh, that was a bit tedious. And I think Andy Peters produced that. I'm pretty certain it was an Andy Peters production, and um, and it was fine. But would you be up for buying a ticket for the Spice Girls? Because you bet your bottom dollar, they won't be twenty quid. You'll be looking at 60 upwards, I would have thought, because they're looking to make some money on this. Uh, Mel C is still undecided. No, I thought she said no. I thought she said no. I don't know why they're saying she's undecided. Uh, Emma has kept all her outfits and says her celebrity friends are desperate to try them. Um, They said Posh C... uh, Sorry, Posh Spice declined to comment. She's not going back into it any time soon. Why would she? She definitely wouldn't be going back there at all. Um... So it's interesting. I mean, I don't know whether it will happen. Uh, being Baby Spice is the best, and standing on stage with my best friends next to me, there's no better feeling. And uh, they want—they they hired their own tattooist to go on tour with them during their heyday. So Emma's got three tattoos. Oh right, so there you go. Uh, Jerry's probably just got one, I suppose, but a failure. Failure. Walked away from the Spice Girls. I never understood, actually, why. I can't remember what it was, and care precious little. Uh, 84850. Um, another one here. Uh, a lot of people talking about uh, about the radio and how the radio is so much better than the television. So much better. Uh, so I'd like to know whether or not you would be paid. How much would you pay for the Spice Girls? How much would you pay to go and see the Spice Girls again? Bearing in mind, I mean, you must have seen them first time round. The film wasn't exactly the best, was it? But at least three of them, uh, says Kay Adams. I'm not sure about Kay Adams. I've seen her a few times on Loose Women, and she's always a little bit clipped. She's a little bit sort of too, I'm a professional presenter kind of thing, as opposed to a human being. And so they've all posted this video on YouTube, um, and they've said they're going to give us what we really, really want – so Mel B, Emma Bunton and Jerry Halliwell have done the uh, the video. When I look at the at the old uh, videos now, says Kay Adams, I see five young women bursting with energy and confidence. Did you? I've been looking at the different videos. I just saw them going through a, a dance routine. Although somebody did make me laugh the other. Who's, who made me laugh? It was somebody talking about Emma Bunton, saying that she looked like the one who didn't know the dance routines and hadn't learned them and was just watching. Of course, I mean, they did reunite for the Olympic closing ceremony. Four years ago, coming uh, in on that London taxi, but that one I thought that was quite good. Whether or not that was the uh, the thing, and of course, were they actually singing? Don't know. Don't know. Difficult to tell. Actually, difficult to tell. But they all look good. They came back for that. Is there enough interest in them doing a big? Is it going to be a one-off show? Is it going to be a, a series of shows? We don't know. We don't know. They're sort of they're keeping certain things under their um, under their bodices. Well, oh, we must take a break, mustn't we? 10 to 6.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. It's Sunday the 10th of July. What time does this race start this morning? Is it, is it sort of a reasonable time, or is it an early time? They're closing the road from 7. I think it starts at 9 or something. Just what I need, isn't it? Thousands. They might say, just follow on at the back, Steve. Just follow on at the back. Make it more more interesting for everybody. <laughs> we think it could be about nine o'clock. There's a woman here who's got enormous bosoms. 60 HH. That is... It is nine o'clock, is it? Oh, right. So if the film starts at eight... Nine, ten. Time I get back to the car half past ten, they might have all moved away from it. I might be. to have to drive the wrong way up the road, I think. Uh, so, this, this, sorry, going back to this poor lady. She's got um, huge bosoms, 60HH, which is quite big, I believe. And, uh, in fact, she, she's in a wheelchair. She can't walk with them. She can barely stand up. She's, uh, she's not a thin woman either. And uh, she fears her size boobs are killing her. And she wants help. The NHS have refused an operation to reduce them. Um, because, to be honest with you, she's carrying an awful lot of weight, an awful lot of weight, and so she can't walk by herself. The cash-stricken NHS have refused to fund the breast reduction. She said, I've even considered taking a knife to them. Well, that would be particularly stupid, very stupid. And she says uh, mine is a medical condition. My breasts are actually stopping me from living. She had this at 15, at 15 years old. And anyway, now she's got all sorts of complications. And uh, she wants to get married and she wants to do everything, uh, including learning to walk again. She says at 30, she's 34. She's 34. It's not nice having to rely on everybody. I have a, a, a sneaky feeling she probably doesn't work either. But uh, it's, it's a lot of strain. A lot of strain. And they're very heavy. I imagine they are. Only men who, who don't have them would uh, were sort of not know exactly how heavy they were. But she's 34. I don't know why she's thinking about it now. It should have been done ages and ages ago, I suppose. Uh, there's also Jennifer Lopez has admitted she learned about love the hard way and has not ruled out marrying again. I think it's three times now. Three times she's done it. And, uh, and she's still not uh, not 100% happy. I think people seem to look for happiness, don't they? And they sort of, and they sort of find it where they can't. Britain's worst woman... Writes one TV critic. Who do you think this is? It could be anybody, couldn't it? Who is, who is Britain's worst woman? Uh, who blamed everybody but herself. Come on, come on. You know the answer. It's Gemma, the jelly. Collins yes he says here this is uh, Adam Postans on TV he said Britain's worst woman was on Channel 5's in therapy couch blaming everybody but herself for turning out a horrendous emotionless humility free human being eternal child Gemma Collins I ran up 14 grand on a credit card it's not my fault because I was given everything I didn't really know the value of money she's ultimately the most stupid person you'll ever see really look it's not my fault because every saturday we would go up to london i would have clothes shoes but my salary didn't cover the things that i wanted it's their fault in it it's not mine i mean really that's the that's the mentality you're dealing with somebody who is so dumb somebody who is so stupid somebody who is so thick that they end up going on a program where we just laugh at them even more i'm sorry Leah. you need to take you know some responsibility for your life and your actions we know you're lonely we know you don't have any discernible talent. We know that's nothing you can particularly do apart bleat on about how it's all everybody else's fault except yours. And unfortunately, dear, it's your fault. OK, simple as that. Uh, Steve, the Spice Girls, says Ian, i probably stretch to a quid. Yeah, I think... A qu- wouldn't it be funny if they actually said it's free? we are giving a free concert. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Lisa says, I'm taking part in the 10 kilometer run today. They'll be reopening the roads after an hour and 45 minutes after the start, which I believe is 9.45. No, it's 9. If, if, if you get in there for 9.45, dear, you're going to be a bit late. It started. Uh, running, walking for places to be, says Lisa. So she thinks they're going to open the roads after an hour and 45 minutes. So if they do it 9... 10 and oh, I can do that. I can do that. That'd be fine. You think that because once, once people, where is the finish? I can't remember where, where the finish was. Is the finish somewhere exciting, like Chadwell Heath or something like that? Reading? <laughs> Could we, where, where does it say the finish is? The finish is in, oh god, on Whitehall. Oh god. But actually, that's good. I mean, it'll take people a few, few. perhaps, perhaps as I drive down the road, people will wave and clap and cheer me. Perhaps they'll think I'm sort of part of it. <laughs> It's such a... Yeah, we are, we are quite near the start. We just need to get out. Oh, I don't like any disruption. Not on a Sunday. Sunday's my sort of doing doing nothing kind of a day. Now, this way, the poor producer, he thinks, he's going to be sleeping in the car. In fact, if the car's even there, it could have been lifted on the back of a truck by now and taken away with the, oh, dear, that would be awful. Luckily, I'll be sitting in a cinema, so I won't... I'm going to ignore his phone calls. I don't want to hear... pick up the phone. <laughs> Car's gone. <laughs> Steve, uh, t- pay to watch those five talentless never was beans. You couldn't pay me enough money to watch such a dross. Oh, not a fan, then, obviously. I'd like to see, sort of, in a... You know, Lisa says there's more than one start time. Well, there's definitely a nine o'clock start. We know that because we've already checked that out. So, I mean, are are you sort of of one of those sort of remedial people who's sort of running later? Or do they go, there's so many people there, you have to sort of run. In fact, would you like to run Tuesday? That's a good. (laughs) Steve, Australia, where men are men and most of the women are too. I know it's not nice, is it really? I mean, we have a very low opinion of Australians. although I've worked with a few of them. Uh, Anna says I watched Gemma Collins in therapy. It was awful. Well, I mean, I've never known such a pathetic person. I mean, seriously pathetic. It's embarrassing to watch. Really, you'd never believe she's over thirty, would you? Well, you probably would actually. Uh, I've got to go and see this uh, this Tarzan movie. I just, I just feel like uh, I don't have any affinity with uh, with Tarzan at all. But I just, I just feel I should go and um, go and sort of see it. Is it? Oh, the review... Oh, um, right. OK. Is it CGI'd or a lot of it swinging through... Because I told you all, I loved The Jungle Book. I loved The Jungle Book. I thought that was just so clever. I mean, it really was so, so clever. My friends at the CAA, which is the Concert Artists Association, of which I've been a life member for the best part of... Oh, crikey. 30 years? 35 years. I went down there a long, long time ago. Uh, lovely people like Pammy Cundell... Came from there, from Dad's Army and loads of other famous people. And it, was the, uh, it then became the Club for Acts and Artists. And they have a thriving membership. And they have a lovely club room with a bar and everything else on Bedford Street, just by Covent Garden. And I've not been in there for Donkey's Years. I mean, seriously, Donkey's Years. I just don't have the, the time. I would love to. At one point, they asked if I wanted to be president. They did approach me, and I said I'd love to, but I can't. I just can't devote the time to it. That was years ago. And Roy Hudd is the president. But the nice thing is that at the uh, the end, they always say news of members in brief, and I get the top one. Steve Allen. Steve has been awarded the prestigious Gold Award at the Archiva Commercial Radio Awards 2016. Many congratulations, Steve. Isn't that nice. That's nice. Thank you so much, friends at the CAA. I will get down there at some point it's just i know that roy whenever he's in town he uses it as his uh, base he says just to catch up with mates and things like that and uh they it's it's a lovely place literally bedford street so it couldn't be it couldn't be more central in town they've got a, uh, a club room upstairs and a little meeting room and then downstairs they've got a hall which they rent out for all sorts of things and they're lovely but as i say i was i was given life membership years and years ago and i've only ever been there a few times i used to drink quite a lot well, I mean, well, that's how you should drink quite a lot in there. Sorry, should have actually corrected myself on that one. Uh, the person who nominated Clement Freud for the knighthood is being kept secret. They've decided not to release that name. Uh, the Sunday Brunch presenter, Tim Lovejoy, heartbroken at not seeing his children every day. Ronnie O'Sullivan uses his troubled past, that's what they call it now, as an inspiration for a gritty crime novel. Kelly Osborne is going to write a book about her parents' marriage. Cliff is set to sue the BBC for a million pounds. If he wins... It could open the floodgates and change the face of news reporting. And Inverdale, John Inverdale's Jungle Book jibe at the Wimbledon Star. All of that and more in a moment. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Tarzan's 3D in the review, Steve. Not great. But that, you've got to go and see that uh, that new film, Now You See Me 2, which is very clear. All shot in London and Macau as well. Very good indeed. And if you want to know more about it, you have to listen to my In Conversation this evening on LBC, and that'll be between 9 and 10. It's Magic All the way through, all the way through. Uh, Somebody else says, I saw Gemma Collins in therapy, dreadful. I know, she's an attention seeker, you know, an old attention seeker. I think we've had enough of the little girl looks. Although reading some hilarious interview with poor old Jessica Wright, who, as I say, once she's learnt to speak, might be okay. But at the moment, they say, so what would you like to do in the future? And she goes, I'd like to do more television. (laughs) I thought, oh, that's interesting. And so why? It gives me life. Oh, that's sweet. Jessica is 170. <laughs> like things like that. I'm so glad you're on the radio, says Shaz, uh, Shaz, because you're bright and breezy. I think on a Sunday morning, how can you not be bright and breezy? I'm going to be bright. Tell you what would make my day if I found a canteen that was open that did peanut butter on toast. And then I could take into my Star Trek screening, uh, my private Star Trek screening. As far as I know, there's nobody else there apart from me. Which I'm looking forward to. I don't, know, I don't know how they're justifying this, honestly. Some poor soul has got to get up this morning and go, we're doing the screening at what time? Eight o'clock? For who? Steve Allen? Oh, blimey. Must be very important if the uh, if the film company were opening up the screening rooms at 8 o'clock for me. Of course, I'll probably get there. There'll be 300 children or something. I'll be sandwiched in the middle of it. Uh, I do. I did recommend The Jungle Book because I went to see The Jungle Book at a private screening and I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was really fantastic. I thought it was so clever. When you consider that the only thing real in it is the boy, the rest of it, everything, is is just... CGI'd and so clever, so so clever. I mean, I was in awe of it, I really was. Uh, what else have we got here? Quickly, let's find some more of your uh, texts and uh, emails this morning and get through them. Uh, Brian's in Bangkok, and uh, the worst pun of the day from the Mail Online Green light for vicars in jeans, a synod decide clergy's robes are surplus to requirements. You get that one? No, you see, you'd have to be a churchgoer to know. Because a surplus is what you wear. It goes over the top of your cassock. So you wear your cassock and then that white thing that goes over the top is your surplus. So surplus to requirements. Thank you, uh, Brian. I had to explain that to the producer because he was not obviously a choir boy. Although he looks so as he could have been a choir boy. you never a choir boy in church. Oh, that's why you wouldn't know it. I was a choir boy. Do you, know what, do you know what a hassock is? No. That's what you kneel on. That's what you kneel <laughs> on. Generally knitted by quite nice people, actually. Uh, So that was very good indeed. And um, uh, Philip, yes, I hope so too. I hope so too. I I think he... Well, he will. He will. He said he wants his day in court. This is Cliff Richard. He wants his his day in court. Because what happened to him was absolutely unbelievable. You know, they were sort of... They were probing inside his flat. With what authority are are the BBC allowed to do that? Are they allowed to stick cameras into your flats? I didn't realise that, actually. And I tell you what I couldn't find the other day, and we got it the other... I forgot to write it down. That link to those Tommy Bahama shirts. We've lost it now, haven't we? Yes, go on. Just, just, just admit, you lost it. Because I can't remember what, what day it was. So if the person who very kindly sent me the link to the Tommy Bahama shirts in this country, then I'll, I'd be quite, quite grateful for it to send it to me here as well. Thank you, John, for the uh, the route for the 10K event. I'm really not looking forward to this. I just want to get out of London. You know when you've been in London and you found it. Have you found it? Oh, well done. Can you send it to me to my email address? Thank you. Because we were having trouble buying Tommy Bahama shirts, and uh, then a few people, very kind people, sent me different links in, and I was I was very very grateful for them. And then I I got in. I thought I must do that. And I thought, oh, I didn't write it down got to do it anyway uh, a good morning from a warm and sunny vienna 31 degrees my friend paul is going off today with uh, with his lovely girlfriend mel uh to rome and i said to him it's uh she, she bought it for him for his 50th birthday and um and so i said right i said well remember one thing in rome it's very, very hot. Now I've just heard from Paul Hollingdale that it's 31 degrees in Vienna. See, I mean, that I cannot find. I spend most of my time, Paul, underground on the U-Bahn, hiding away from it. I don't do heat. And, and the older I get, the, the more I don't do heat. And as I pointed out on Friday, uh, I did heat when I was a child. We grew up in, you know, hot countries, Egypt, Hong Kong, places like that. Very hot. Yorkshire, not so hot. Uh, and now I can't do heat at all. In fact, I, I feel dreadful. I burnt the top of my head the other day and it started scabbing. So I feel even worse. It's horrible. Horrid. I don't like things. I, I touch it and like, oh, my God, what's going on? My skin is peeling away from my body. Not so nice. So uh, I said to Paul and his girlfriend, I said, it's going to be hot. You'll need to drink loads of water. Take water with you everywhere you go because it's so hot. But uh, a new parking problem says Paul. I was intrigued to hear about your parking problems in central London and wondering what it's costing you. Well, uh, here, he says, uh, in the city, in Vienna, a new parking scheme was introduced this summer whereby resident drivers are being charged 400 euros. That's around £340 per annum parking fees, seven quid a week. Blimey, I I wish it was so cheap to park here. I parked the other day, Paul, in Covent Garden to go for lunch with a friend, £16. The parking seven pounds a week. I'm moving to Vienna. In fact, it's easier for me to park the uh, the car in Vienna and come back here. A little bit too hot over in Granada. My friend Chris uh, Lowry, who's near uh, where is he? He's he's in Spain. He's in he's in Granada. And today they've got forty one degrees. Forty one degrees. Oh my God! I couldn't do that. In fact, all this um, tomorrow it's a bit cooler. 38 degrees, 38 degrees, wow, oh, that's way too hot, way too hot, but anyway, I spoke to him the other day, actually, I think they sort of just, because they, they actually took a cat over there as well, so the cat's learned how to stay indoors, it's not stupid at all, but uh, anyway, so parking metres phased out, seven quid a week, Paul, I tell you, that's, that's really, oh, there's, there's the cat. that's Boo Boo, look at that, isn't that lovely, first time I've seen the flat, actually, I like the bars there, are, that, are they a flat or a prison? Are they they restrained? Look, there's bars either side. I'm not buying into just the cat being there. I think that's fooling us. Anyway, uh, parking meters phased out in Vienna. You just apply for a Stadt Wien ticket, stick it on the car and you're covered. Bit of a problem for visitors who are directed to the municipal garages, where the charge is around €3 Euros per hour. The scheme, uh, sorry, the scheme, dreamt up by the Green Party, is a good earner for the council. Saves money on administration. If you drive onto the autobahns again, you pay an annual fee of around €80, Euros, 70 quid. Mind you, there's still a job of trying to find a parking bear. Yesterday, I noticed there will still be a few available. Would it work in London? Well, they'd never do it for that price. Seriously. They're actually thinking... Next year are bringing in the charge. At the moment, I think it's £11 to drive into London uh, Monday through Saturday and Monday through Friday. And if you have a diesel car built before 2005, you're going to be paying an extra £12.50 on top of the £11. They literally want to discourage you from it. Luckily, my, my car's a lot newer than that and I'm not diesel anyway. Uh, but no, I mean, if, if it was se- £7 a week, oh, blimey, we'd be cock-a-hoop over here seriously that would be absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic and um and, but it would never happen actually but nice to hear from you sean in camden um he says uh, will the new Goodnight sweetheart still be set in the 40s and 90s all things have moved on who'll be playing the two wives i don't know it's a one-off as we discovered the other day uh oh so i'm just going to say chris has sent me in the tommy bahamas sign. it's you isn't it you fool <laughs> it's me doing it again and uh, <laughs> I hope you've removed all all traces of the blue paint," says Howard. "Yeah, all right. So I was in the nude shoot in Hull. I was there. Do you see how many people they got? Thousands of people wanted to take their their clothes off and paint themselves blue, looking like Smurfs, and then all lay down. On, have you seen the pictures? All lay down on the streets and by all the uh, memorials and everything else. It's very clever. I like that guy years ago, the artist, who used to cover buildings, used to wrap buildings up with sort of silver or something like that, or put giant bows. And he wrapped up bridges and he wrapped up, you know, huge, huge... He could wrap up Leicester Square, actually, quite nicely. But, uh, but the blue paint, bit of a pain in some areas, Howard, as you can imagine. Don't want to go into it now. There might be young people listening to the programme, but that's what they wanted. Everybody painted blue and uh, and all lying down or standing up and everything. Hassocks a cross-stitch, not knitted, says Patricia. Richard says Amazon the shirts are on there. no they're not I've had a look on there and uh, very very poor miserly collection of Tommy Bahama shirts uh no I'm looking for the I'm looking for the for, for the proper things the proper ones not the uh not the ones that appeared on on there I, I don't I don't know why actually and uh, somebody says Germa Collins what about her expensive therapist yes I mean to be honest with you I don't think she actually learned anything the therapist had to say to her you're supposed to take responsibility for this but, of course, as she's, uh, she's basically a child trapped in an old fat woman's body. There's not a lot she can do about it. David says, uh, having apologised for the war, do you think Lord Prescott now will apologise for assaulting the protester who threw an egg at him? Lord, honestly, that was ages and ages ago, wasn't it? I remember that, actually. He lashed out, didn't he? Somebody threw an egg at him. And now he's admitted that uh, we were wrong. We were wrong to actually go to war. bit late now, isn't it? Try telling 179 people late. You know, he said, and, and he actually praised Corbyn, for apologising to people uh, front page of the mirror today, Blair forced US into an illegal war this is what this is the uh, the John Prescott piece, Tina Malone says I'm ready for more babies at 53, why don't you just go away dear and stay away, and uh, here she is again, the attention seeking Catherine Tilsley, who obviously goes on holiday and she's gone to Dubai and uh, she's obviously taken her own photographer with her, because you would have to be so there's her and the uh, the husband having flogged a very boring marriage uh, to everybody in the uh, the newspaper and to do it in a colour colour magazine. Now she's sitting on the back of a camel. She's the one on top of the camel, incidentally. i like to point that out to you, in case you're not too aware. Uh, what else have we got in the paper today? Oh, Ryan. Ex-Cory star Ryan Thomas has landed his first Hollywood role. He's helping a millionaire mate flog his clothes range. Rivetingly exciting. Who's Laura Trott? I don't know who Laura Trott is. She's a... S- Oh right, she's a cyclist. All right, they also because sometimes they actually tell you who, who, who they are, but in this case, they've just sort of put her down there, and I've, I've got no idea who she is, which is probably you know embarrassing for me. I suppose I can't can't know everybody. They've also kicked somebody out of uh, EastEnders from the production team. Apparently, they've said inappropriate behaviour. Is that the woman who just died in America? Is that oh is that our one? There was a picture just flashed up on the screen, and I, I, I think it was the 113-year-old woman. She didn't look very well, actually, I have to be honest, but there again, she was 113. You know, if any of us get that far, I'd be very happy. Not, not really. So EastEnders acts one of its production team after an allegation of inappropriate behaviour on set. And then when they asked, um, they say, we never comment on individual staff matters. I know, it took you ages to talk about Jimmy Savile, didn't it? We buried our head in the sands on that one. Goodness sake, honestly. Who are these people who go, we, we never comment on individual things? Why not? Why not? You're very keen to go and pick on individuals yourself. Uh, Mina says, I just bought a Tommy Bahama shirt on their site and I live here. Once you pick United Kingdom on the payment screen, it takes you back one screen to your cart. And then there's a UK flag. No, I've tried all that because I do it by PayPal. I'm beginning to wonder if it's PayPal that they don't like over there because I've tried it. uh, And I use PayPal for everything. Uh, Seriously, I think it's brilliant. And perhaps I should try a credit card or something like that. And, uh, but as I say, I can never remember which sites I go to. People end up saying, you should try this site, then you should try that site. Uh, here's a picture of Lily Allen combating her anger. She's out with um, her boyfriend, who's called Daniel London. She's having therapy to cope with anger issues. What anger issues? Why would she have anger issues? She reckons a taxman's uh, making a sell her house because she owes a lot of money. Why is it that people don't realise that the taxman is there basically for your benefit? You know, if you owe tax, you have to pay it. You know, you've earned the money. It's not like you haven't earned the money. It was, you know, it's it's the classic example of Jade Goody earning all that money with the help of various people who are booking her in for everything as she was dying. And then when she dies, the tax man take the lot because she hadn't paid any tax. You know, at least, I mean, perhaps she didn't have a proper accountant. I don't know. At least with my accountant, he says, this is how much tax you're paying. I've already had the thing in from HMRC. And then at the end of this month, <laughs> I have to pay the tax. But then I've earned the money. So I don't have any problem with things like that. Um, ITV bosses have told Paul Hollywood stardom in America will be a piece of cake if he and Mary Berry agree to walk away from the BBC. They promise they'll be big in America. I mean, listen, they're both getting on in years. Why would they want to go there? Why would they want to go to America? There's loads of people. Um, uh, Barcelona, I see, have set up a a campaign in support of Lionel Messi after he was found guilty of tax fraud. His father's gone to uh, to prison and uh, he hasn't. So no, they say neither man is expected to serve time in jail. Very odd system they have, isn't it over there? It's uh, you've been found, found guilty. Okay, you're going to prison. No, actually, no, you won't be. And the hashtag, we are all Leo Messi. That's they said. It's time to show. This is from FC Barcelona. Time to show our support. He's a tax evader. Hello, he's a crook. Time to show our support. Or to a tax evader? I don't think so. No, take him out and hang him. That's what we have to do. It's ridiculous. Time to show our support. That's from FC Barcelona. Anybody else want to do tax evasion? Just go and see FC Barcelona. They'll probably set up a sort of hashtag, just giving. Love you to pieces. It's uh, just gone, quarter past six.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Your first chance since the EU referendum to put your questions to Nigel Farage. This morning from 10, only on LBC.
1: He's here. He's live. He's going to take your phone calls. This morning on LBC. Oh, my God gonna need to get out of the building before the fireworks set off uh, well done to a person in Indiana they won't be listening to this program this morning because they've just won the lottery over there which is very nice and uh, they've just won 416 million pounds. That's what they have in America they have big ones over here we get you know 120 130. Uh, the odds were 259 million to one and it had rolled over so many times and they won it which is good now i think in america they operate a different system i think the system is that uh that's what it's worth 416 million but you don't ever get 416 million if you're going to take the cash then i think you'll probably end up with something like 200 million and if you take the 416 it's spread over years they pay you so much a year they're not stupid it's the, well that that's 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 in pounds it was 500 and what they said here five hundred and forty million dollars. Five hundred and forty million dollars. That'd be a nice day, wouldn't it? Make your day. Oh, by the way, you just won. Oh, thank you. How much? Five hundred and forty million. Ooh. That would. It would be like that. When it? it would be a. It would be a mind-boggling amount of money. What a huge amount of money! God, you could do so much, couldn't you? you could buy a whole road. Of houses, you could. They could be building a new thing. I'll take them all. I'll take them all and give them to people. Well, maybe, maybe not give them to people. Uh, there's a woman here. It's it's breastfe- We haven't had a breastfeeding story for some time. Luckily, we got one today. And this is a shocked mum. They're always shocked, aren't they? This is one called Claire Shaw. Uh, she couldn't breastfeed her baby in mother care during National Breastfeeding Week. Um, she uh, she sat down with Elsa, who was crying for a feed. I always think teach them early. No, you're not being fed. All right, just wait. Just wait. But anyway, the astonished mum said she was, she was invited to use a private room at the back of the store. Now, before you start jumping up and down, getting your knickers in a twist, let me tell you that the store at the time in Edmonton is being re- refurbished. And there are building workers all over the place. And so they very nicely and very kindly offered her a thing. She was shocked. As indeed she was. She said, I breastfed her everywhere. I fed her in museums, restaurants, cafes, shopping centres, and usually nobody bats an eyelid. It's the first reaction I've had. I mean, listen, grow up, for goodness sake, Claire. They've told you that they were having building work. There's building workers backwards and forwards through the store. They've very nicely offered you a room. OK? Zip it. Goodness sake, honestly. I mean, really, why do these people want to make such a fuss? Is it the attention side of it? Is it sort of, they just sort of feel that they have to sort of just annoy everybody? Listen, nobody's objecting to breastfeeding. They're just saying there's workers backwards and forwards. OK, men backwards and forwards. They don't want to watch things like that. So they offered you a lovely room at the back. Come on. God, blimey, I thought you'd be grateful for that. Obviously not. If you see her coming, close the shop. It's going to be a nightmare. Thank you to uh, Michael. Sent me a lovely picture of a Tommy Bahamas shirt. It's very nice, actually. I love them. I love their shirts. Other shirts are not available. They only do Tommy Bahamas, okay. They're supposed to do that. Uh, you mentioned Rome, and it reminded me of uh, those Romans used to live there. Says Andy. I know, and they've left so many things, haven't they? They've left so many things there that you can go and have a have a look at, which I quite like actually. Uh, back home after my Scottish holiday, says Grace, Spice Girls not my cup of tea. I'll tell you what you want, and uh, Steve must be great having people painted blue and lying naked in the street, or with somebody to park your bike. I know. I don't know why actually. Somebody said to me, "Why don't you get a bike? Why don't you mind your own business?" If you seriously think I'm going to cycle around London, it looks dangerous enough. Just getting on and off buses, I couldn't actually. You know, I know there's no parking charges, but of course, guess who this come has come from? Somebody from from Basingstoke, Basingstoke. I ask you, really, and uh, Steve. It says, Fion, I'll have you know your radio so learned is an inducement to sparkling laughter, unfamiliar to the likes of Basingstoke. Whilst those outside the RG21 twilight zone simply love your Aussie Martian accent, whilst fondly referring to the super antipodean producer in Aussie colloquial phrases of flaming, gala, blooming, uh, struth, you know, all that kind of stuff. They like that, actually. They are, they are people of few words, but, uh, but they're always fun, actually, and you can always take the mickey out of them. Uh, I'm already celebrating," says Theresa, a Cliff winning his case. Well, they, they've uh, the BBC have doorstepped him to ask about not doorstep. They they bumped into him at Wimbledon, and uh, and he's definitely going ahead with it. Definitely going ahead with it. Why would he not? Why would he not? Goodness sake, you know, got to sort of uh, got to make a stand every so often, and I think that one's definitely definitely a good stand. And uh, another one says here, surely the police were just doing their job, the media were like vultures. I think that's it, that's why he's suing the BBC. I think he was thinking about suing the, the police, and I'll tell you why, because they tipped off the BBC. They f- somebody somewhere in, uh, in the police force in Yorkshire phoned the BBC to say that we're actually going to Cliff Richard, and the BBC obviously said, guessing, uh, hang on a sec, we've got to get the helicopter approved. So he's suing both the BBC and South Yorkshire Police. So, uh, I mean, the same force that you remember that was, uh, that was involved with Hillsborough. And we all remember that disaster, don't we? Yes, so he's suing them because somebody at the police force, we don't know who it is, I'm sure they'll find out, uh, said... Uh, I'll just make a phone call. Hello, BBC? South Yorkshire Police. We're just about to raid Cliff Richard's uh, place at Sunningdale. OK, hold on a sec. How long to get the helicopter up? OK, can you hold it, Justin? Because that's what they're saying. Because the police, be go- we're actually going in now, we're just letting you know... And uh, they said, no, no, wait till we've actually got, got the helicopter up. So the helicopter followed the police as they went in, driving in. Really disgraceful. Really, really disgraceful. But of course, you never find anybody at the BBC, even though they've actually apologised. You don't know who's apologised. They, they just say, oh, just and um, is, is Bert still here? Uh, Bert, when you finish cleaning the ladies, uh, can you just write this thing? Just say, we're really sorry, OK? Pathetic, honestly. Couldn't even come from the director general of the BBC. An organisation so far up its own rear end. It's almost an embarrassment, isn't it? Uh, Carol Malone is the one who says the office is the wrong place to free Willie. Thank you very much indeed. This is direct response to, uh, to Chris Evans, who has previously admitted having done it to other staff because he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. And Carol... I, mean, I, I, I mean, maybe it would have been years ago. Maybe, you know, if it was a child doing it. If it, if it was a child doing it, you could understand it. Not an adult... And uh, she says it's bullying of the worst kind. Your are very famous, very powerful boss, waves his willy at you every day to embarrass and intimidate you because you refuse to sleep with him. Really? If true, it makes Evans a pretty revolting specimen, she says, not to mention a perverted one. And now, uh, and how interesting that the DJ devoted his first radio show of the week to the Top Gear gang, who he praised as beyond brilliant when they were said to be celebrating his sacking. Sorry, resignation... Because they did, they were saying, "Oh, thank goodness for that." The, the, the producer who'd walked out said, I, I, w- "I want to come back now." These milk bottle bottom glasses really do stop Evan seeing the world as it sees him. You cannot do it. I mean, if uh, and also you can understand once, once maybe you could understand. Well, you probably couldn't understand once, but you could understand once, really. And you go, "Listen, don't do that ever again." It's as simple as that. If you do that ever again, I am going to literally kick you in it as hard as I possibly can. All right, get the message. You know, that's what people... They went on for two years, apparently. can't believe it at all. I mean, it's, it does sound, you know, horrendous. And um, somebody says, so Nigel Farage wants his life back. Yet he's live on LBC for the second time since Tuesday. I wonder when he sees his life starting again. Ten o'clock this morning. Ten o'clock this morning. I guarantee you, everybody's get. So many people are going to try and get through to him. We've had people already this morning phoning us saying, can we book a phone call to Nigel Farage? No, you can't. You absolutely can't. I wish you could. It'd make it so much easier, wouldn't it? But uh, no, you'll have to uh, t- you'll have to take pot luck. You'll have to take potluck. And um Sean in Camden says <laughs> rather stupidly, uh, When you finish your Sunday programme, do you attend church? Yes. Are you really stupid? <laughs> can't blind me, <you>, honestly. This <laughs> is it the medication wearing off in Camden this morning? I'm assuming Sean is one of those poor sad, lonely people. Never mind, dear, never mind. I'll put you out of your out of your misery. There you go, gone. Look at that. How cool is that? <laughs> there you go. Perhaps you can go to church now. like my, Just don't go to my church. Uh, only, only nice people go to my church. We don't know any peculiar people like you. Thank you very much indeed. The harshest ban ever. He 's putting that the producer's putting that down harshest ban ever. I like it. I love it uh, trending uh, blonde Michelle is all right now. You know there was a, a sort of some story that did the rounds a short while ago i didn 't believe a word of it that uh, Mark Wright and apparently his, uh, his wife Michelle Keegan were on the verge of splitting up well apparently they 've got back together again, which is lovely isn 't it rivetingly boring six thirty you 're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Uh, somebody's saying to me, uh, talking actually about the uh, the walking. Another walk on Hounslow Heath for Julie this morning. That exercise is so good for you. So good for you. I try and do it, but I'm, I'm not very good. Not very good at that sort of thing at all. And uh, Noreen says, all good on holiday. We saw a great Beatles tribute band the other night, the Fab Four. They were fantastic, but I've lost contact and touch with all the news. So uh, to Carol, celebrating a little one's birthday today. Have a lovely day. And to anybody else celebrating today, have a very, very nice day. I hope it's going to go okay. Uh, Some years ago, somebody was telling me that uh, flashers were publicly condemned in the newspapers and prosecuted by the police. Yes, I mean, as I say, one-off. as a one-off thing. you, You could understand somebody, you know, sort of going, oh, just go away. But not every day for years. I mean, really, not every day for years. But if somebody thinks it's funny and nobody else thinks it's funny, you can't explain to somebody what's funny and what isn't funny. It's like explaining a carry-on film, because there was lots of sort of flashing in that. And and somebody going, oh, I thought the carry-on films were brilliant. And somebody else going, I didn't think they were at all funny. Because I just thought they were brilliant. I watched one the other day on the television. I thought, God, you know, so, they stand up so well. Rick Astley going on tour. He's sold out of most of it. Um, and um, also David Essex is selling out as well. He's back on tour. Plus, Thin Lizzy. This is a a tribute band to Thin Lizzy. Amazing, actually, how many of these tribute bands are out there. Noreen seems to have seen uh, most of them. Uh, Here's the picture on the sun this morning of Vardy wife. My sex abuse hell. This is uh, England's footy ace, Jamie Vardy's wife, has revealed she was abused by a paedophile. Becky twice twice tried to kill herself. She said, I was preyed upon. It was Horrible. And so she 's done a story in the paper i don 't know why she 's done the story i don 't know why this is, uh, why this has come up, uh, but it has um, uh, She now wants to work with charities helping abuse children. She says what happened to me abused me uh, quite badly quite badly but uh, i don 't know who the person is i don 't know who the person is i 'm trying to find out and uh, this particular person uh, i 'm trying to f- trying to read it here i can 't i can 't find out who it is. It must be somebody that, if she remembers it so well, she'd remember who the who the person was. Uh, Billy Piper's boyfriend appears to be sniffing some powder out on the streets. I don't really know why, but uh, I mean, it it could have been washing powder, so that he could clean his grubby T-shirt. Uh, it could have been a zingy lemon-flavored sherbet dib-dab. That's very popular, isn't it nowadays? Uh, why you'd put it up your nose, I can't imagine. It could be talcum powder. It could be talcum powder. Uh, it could be white foundation to lessen the redness around his nose. Or it could be baking powder uh, to whip up some sort of post-boozy pancakes or something. But the paper think it's cocaine. <laughs> so they've said, it could be this, but we think it's, uh, it's this. Uh... I mean, it is very odd, isn't it? I, I seriously have never seen people snorting anything. There was that very famous model, wasn't it, Cara Vine? I mean, she had a little bag of talcum powder that fell out of her bag on the doorstep. Very worrying, isn't it, really? Very worrying. And, um... And then I was watching somebody on the television the other day. I can't tell you who it is, because I know that this, this person did a lot of cocaine. And I suddenly realised I was watching um, them working. And I remember thinking, oh, right, now you can see. But at the time, I didn't. I just I didn't think about that at all. And so, really, when, when you look at, uh, you know, Billy, who has come so far since these troubled days, now she just looks like a bit of a wreck. And uh, to be out with somebody who's, who's doing something slightly odd is a little bit worrying, isn't it, really? And there would be concerns for her. Why do people do that? I mean, I don't know, because I've never done cocaine. and wouldn't be remotely interested in doing it. I'm far too mean to spend any money on things like that. I'd rather buy a bottle of Prosecco. Seriously, rather buy a bottle of Prosecco any day. Uh, Strictly Come Dancing bosses are trying to sign the BBC show's first identical twin contestants, casting directors, if you please, to come up with the rubbish they've got. Ca- are just going to anybody, uh, any agent, just saying, who have you got who's available? Uh, they've approached doctors Chris and Zand Van Tuliken, who are stars of a series of health, medicine, and lifestyle TV shows. You ever heard of them? I've never heard of them in a million years. Who are they? Who are they? Uh, show chiefs are convinced that seeing the twins perform the Paso Doble will be TV gold. Well, why would you put somebody in there who nobody's ever heard of? A pair of doctors. Are they now celebrities now because they're on the television? Chris is quite on board, but Zand still needs to be persuaded, so they're pulling out all the stops to convince him. Spokesman for the Brothers and the BBC had no comment. anybody talking nowadays? I mean, you know, when you ask somebody, so, excuse me, do you have a comment? Mm-hmm. Do you have any comment? Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, why, you know, what on earth's the matter? Imagine if you only get one of them. that will be a bit disappointing, won't it? We've got some boring doctor who apparently does sort of a. They say that they are uh, Chris and Zand, are intelligent, charismatic guys. The audience will warm to, well, what, as opposed to the other dross that you've managed to fend on. Laura Whitmore. God, I know people throwing themselves off the top of buses. Laura Blumin Whitmore. Who else have they got there? There was a, oh, they've got Judge Rinder. Times must be really bad. Must be really bad. Apparently they're looking forward to a ding dong with him and Craig Revel Horwood. Why would there be a ding-dong? That judge Rinder will be told what to do. Oi! Come here. Uh, first of all, you're not a judge. OK, this is pretend. This is play-acting on the television. You're just a barrister, dear. All right, get over yourself. Ridiculous. I was looking at, actually, yeah, a bullfighter who got attacked the other day by a bull. You kind of look at the size of these bulls and you think, well, good for the bull. Good for the bull. He, has he died? Did he die? Wow. There was also somebody who got caught during the bull run. Somebody got caught during... And I always get go, good I can't bear the idea that in Pamplona they run the bulls through the streets. And people go there. People travel from around the world. So these terrified animals go through the streets and people try and outrun them. Every year they manage to, they manage to get somebody. And I always think bulls won. You know, all the rest of it. In one place in Spain, because they're quite mad, you know, they actually set fire to the bulls' horns. They tie things around and set fire to them. Really. They also push donkeys off the top of church towers. Oh, oh, sorry. I do beg your pardon? How, how loud was that? Uh, the the uh, the the top matador, the top matador, is uh, Victor Barrio, gored to death in uh, Teruel in eastern Spain. I mean, I kind of think if you go into, if if if, if you go into the bullring, and uh, he actually got a, a mortal blow during his performance, which was screened on television. And uh, she had been married a little while. had been married a little while. He's like all sort of matadors. I just don't see the purpose of bullfighting. Seriously. I do not understand it. And then if they do well, they sort of cut the animal's ears off. So whatever happens, that animal going into the ring is going to die. It's going to end up being killed. They don't do it any other way. So barbaric. So barbaric. And, uh, oh, here we go. I told you before, why do you need to actually go out there and have casting people for the Strictly? Just go and see Jonathan Shallott. Jonathan Shallot has got uh, uh, Judge Rinder—that's Rob, Robert Rinder—and uh, and he's also the agent for the Van Tulekan twins. Well, how lucky is that? How lucky, Jonathan, is that Shallot and Levi? Thank you. I knew there'd be there'd be some link. I tell you what—I'll give you Judge Rinder. Can you take the two doctors? Because I've never heard of them. I'm supposed to have heard of most people nowadays. Tom says Basingstoke's full of Corblimies from London's overspill days. Is it? Oh dear, how awful! Another reason for not going. Call cool, blimey, what? Mary Poppins up on the roof? Dean says I like Judge Render. He's not a judge. He's just a very silly boy who sort of play acts on the television <laughs> like that. Uh, Referent to the parking fees, Harley Street is four ninety an hour. Oh right, right. Um, four ninety an hour. Yeah, uh, that's about right. Actually, it's about right. It seems to be ridiculous. Imagine seven quid in, in Vienna. Seven quid in Vienna. That's the place we need to go to. That's the that's the place we need to go to. And um, dum, 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 dum. sorry, uh, <uncontrollability> I lost that one. I fun on a Sunday morning. Actually, Sunday morning's my my favourite uh, favourite time. Uh Anita says, you pla- "I know another one who had to go into the into the sin bin." I'm afraid. And um, <coughs> A lot of people looking forward to uh, Nigel Farage this morning. People sort of getting themselves ready. You better be armed with uh, with all the uh, with all the information because he will destroy you otherwise. There's no point in coming on, you know, only half filled. You need to make sure you've got all the information because if if, if you don't know, it's like putting yourself up against somebody really clever, you know. Once, once they, it's like I listened to James O'Brien destroying somebody the other week. Absolutely, it slaughtered this person. Oh, that was quite clever. That's why I don't bother doing phone-ins. It's not my sort of thing at all. I'd rather listen to the, the people who do it properly. Uh, and here is um, shamed footballer Adam Johnson, who's been allowed a visit from his daughter in prison for the first time. Paedophile Johnson was reunited with little Ayla after a ban on contact with a toddler was lifted. Uh, Wag Stacy, who stood by the 60, 60... I can't believe the amount of money these people make. £60,000 a week. £60,000 a week. That's a quarter of a million a month. A quarter of a million a. Blimey. That's over £2 million a year. Oh, grief. Anyway, and uh, uh, they've got uh, pictures here. Stacy's believed to have rekindled her relationship with the pervert. Oh, dear me. Mind you, how amazing. A photographer happened to be waiting outside to take a picture. There you go. There you go, ladies and stranger things in heaven and earth. Uh, also, the boffins have invented a fat-busting pill for Tubby Kim. This is Kim Jong-un. This is mad as a broomstick. Man with funny haircut and all the rest of it. So they've invented a fat-busting pill. I don't think he needs a busting pill. It needs to cut down the amount of food he's eating. He's a funny little thing, isn't he? He looks that uh, like that person in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory just got bigger and bigger and bigger and then floated away. Which is <laughs> quite good. Uh, here's a picture of... Um, the crowd's mobbing Andy Murray. Final ticket, 26000 they're doing now, £26,000. And uh, somebody will, will, will sort of pay for it. Did you notice the sort of security surrounding him looked like they were out-of-date bus drivers? They're also all bus conductors, they're all standing there with these funny outfits on. I don't know where they've come from. They all looked about 12 years old. And so they've got Andy Murray there, Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh, Peter Kaye was there, Alicia Dixon and Bruno Tonioni... They all go, all these people who sort of love it. Michael Parkinson, Andrew Castle. will be commentating on that later, but I'm not taking you away from uh, from the radio, so I'll just tell you he's doing that. But uh, Ian, is it Ian again today? Ian, Ian Payne's doing that as well. Uh, the fear of cancer stopped Caroline being a mother. This is uh, her ex-fiancé revealing her secret torment. She didn't leave much money because not working for ages meant that it was uh, it was very, very difficult for her. And here's a lovely picture of... Alexa Chung. This is the one who's single-handedly... Because when, when they said that she was going to be the face of Marks and Spencer's for the clothes, and I said, why? What on earth? Nobody knows who she is. She's sort of part of that Primrose Hill set. And that's of no interest to general public at all. They don't know any of these people. They've heard of them, the Daisy Lowe's of this world. You wouldn't put them in front of an advertising campaign. So anyway, it's, it's effectively dropped off. But uh, apparently, they say, with Nick Grimshaw... Whoever that is. Poppy Delavine, Daisy Lowe and Pixie Geldof behind her. She's going to go it alone. They say, and we can't see her going too wrong. The hip crowd will snap up her creations. Really? Dream on. Dream on. That's the that's the biz on Sunday. Laura Armstrong and Era Brankin. Dear Lord. She, I think you're underestimating the public out there. They're not remotely interested. Not remotely interested. She could sit there and release everything under the sun. It still wouldn't work. It's, uh, oh, I keep missing this time, I don't know. 14 minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. It's ten to seven. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Sunday morning. It's going to be a lot of people running for lots of charities, so good luck to them today. As long as I can get out of town, I don't mind. Being a bit selfish. Uh, It's the uh, the mail on Sunday that have got uh, Sir Cliff suing the BBC for a million pounds, and he wants this... um, because it was a grotesque intrusion. His name was made public. Um, And so the BBC at the time faced an avalanche of criticism. I mean, disgraceful journalism. I don't know how they could ever think it was a scoop. It was just disgraceful, a collusion between them and the police on uh, getting there. So he he was named even before... He he didn't know anything about it. He knew nothing about it at all. Mind you, inside, it's even more interesting. It's the Sarah Ferguson story, who said that she's going to take Murdoch's paper for millions over the Andrew Sting, uh, although uh, News UK have said no papers have been served and uh, they couldn't comment on something that hadn't, uh, hadn't started. So she says she's going to launch an extraordinary multi-million pound legal battle. How she's going to afford it? I've got no idea. She's brassic as far as I know. This is after the paper published footage of her apparently offering access to Prince Andrew for cash. Now this goes back years. This is 2010. I remember it vividly. It appeared to show the former royal accepting a £27,000 cash deposit from an undercover reporter as part of a half a million pound deal to be introduced to the prince, who was then a UK trade envoy. Uh, anyway, uh, she's uh, she's believed... Uh, she said here that she could be entitled to millions after the story made headlines. She's claiming the story damaged her credibility and earning power. Well, I would have thought it absolutely did. She was seen... Um, accepting $40,000 in cash and discussing the wire transfer of a further 500000 She's heard telling the undercover reporter £500,000 when you can, to me, open doors, then that is then like you open up all the channels, whatever you need, whatever you want, and then, well, that's what. And then you meet Andrew, and that's fine. It's all a bit. Bad. I'm re- repeating exactly the same words that she said. She then issued an immediate apology for the embarrassment the story had caused her former husband and the rest of the royal family, and said she accepted the money only because she was in financial difficulty. So it's it's interesting, actually. I mean, she has had failed businesses all over the place, and it's it's sort of you know dreadful, dreadful sort of goings on because she's not. I don't think she's a... I'm trying to remember it. She's not a duchess anymore, is she? She's just plain old Sarah Ferguson, who flogs... Um, I think the last thing was a food mixer in America. She's tried various other things. The Americans, of course, buy into this, because they think that, you know, she knows Prince Andrew, whereas, in fact, uh, over here, we don't really hold Prince Andrew in particularly high esteem. Nobody's particularly sure what he does. I don't even think he uh, he does. And uh, she's no stranger to the pages of the news of the world, because she hit the headlines several times, uh, photographs were published showing her having a toast sucked by John Bryan while she was still married to Andrew. And um, and then they had this private meeting, but it was a setup. It was a bit like the fake shake kind of thing. And it appeared to show her offering access to Prince Andrew. And that's why they actually got her. We had a lot of that at the time. There was a lot of those sort of things going on, of, uh, of people being sort of set up but going along with it because she said she needed the money. I think she... The ministers weren't in the court in this. It's, it's just all sorts of things that have gone on over the years. You can you can probably sit down and sort of do a complete catalogue of these people. And then John Inverdale uh, has been accused of casual racism. I didn't think I thought it was either racism or racism, but no casual racism. By confer by comparing Nick uh, Chrysios is this Chris Kyrgios, to a character from the Jungle Book. So that's a bit slightly bizarre, isn't it? Uh, he said he lumbers off like a character from The Jungle Book. I don't know who would lumber off The Jungle Book, my favourite film, incidentally. They say it's one of those films that every child's got to see. I would say go and see the original and then go and see the, the new one. It's lovely. The comments sparked a stream of complaints on Twitter. Users calling him disgraceful. They called for the corporation to sack him. One wrote casual racism. There, BBC sorted out. Good heavens above, they couldn't sort out Jimmy Savile. So what they've done is they've actually... I mean, I remember they had to apologise uh, for Bartoli in 2013 for John Inverdell's comment that um, Bartoli was not a looker. I've had a look at the pictures. He seems to be fairly accurate on that one. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, that people sort of take offence. Not the actual person. Not the actual person. It's always other people who stick their, their, their six penneth in and complain about something. Uh, following uh, Bartoli's straight set's victory over the German Sabine Lisicki. John Inverdale asked BBC, whatever that station is, live. do you think Bartoli's dad told her when she was little, you're never going to be a looker, you'll never be a Sharapova, so you have to be scrappy and fight. Other people complained about it. Oh, I think this is absolutely outrageous. She never said a word because she's looked in the mirror. She knows what's looking back. It's as simple as that. It's like somebody saying to me, you're fat. And I go, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so? Good <laughs> goodness sake, honestly, why would anybody be worried about things like that? casual racism on the other one that's a very interesting one isn't it lily uh she's moved to a small home this is lily allen uh she's hit by a huge uh, bill from the tax man so she's had to sell her 4.2 million pound house so she's 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 blamed the tax man well if you don't pay your tax dear then they they come after you don't they and if you've got a house worth 4.2 million you have the uh, she said i've had about a tough couple of years well tough for you dear tough for you You've got tax to pay. I know it's really difficult. I know it's really difficult. And you've obviously got anger management problems. But, you know, if the taxman says you owe this, you've earned the money. You've enjoyed the luxury of it. Why not pay the tax? Do what the rest of the country have to do. You know, I think she's... Uh, uh, her half-sister uh, set up a clothing business with her called Lucy in Disguise. And then the rags to riches, so the pair clashing over the spending. And then they pulled out and then that collapsed. There was somebody from Geordie Shore whose business is also... Uh, collapsed as well. All these people set up these businesses. It's like somebody—they think, "Oh, I'll set up a hotel, or I'll buy a bar." And you go, "Have you ever had a bar before?" It's really, really tough work. At uh, the church, the story here—who knew that the jail bishop was a serial sex offender? Amazing, obviously. The church is absolutely rife with it, absolutely rife. And uh, look out, Zara, flirty Mike Tyndall flirting with Denise Van Outen. Apparently, poor little Mike Tyndall, the failure. Because, in fact, every reality show he's been on, he's failed at. He's not been very good at all. But uh, he's got obviously earned some sort of little living. And uh, so he was at a a Celebrity Cup golf tournament in South Wales. That's what you think of, isn't it? When you think of South Wales, you think of Celebrity Cup uh, tournament. There's a woman here who makes cakes, but they look like one of them it's a tiger. Fantastic. And an iguana. And these people are so clever. I'm very I'm very envious of it. Because when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, that's a tiger. She's also done a, a crocodile. It's got threaded bars inside. It's like the people on the Food Channel. They make these beautiful wedding cakes and they've got spikes in to hold the blooming thing together. Tesco are using cynically British-sounding names. Uh, Redmere Farms, Sweet Potatoes. Rosedean Farms for the apples. Uh, and also Boswell Farms. But in fact they're Morocco, Senegal, or the Honduras. And now the Farmers Union are considering legal action against stores for potentially misleading customers. The job is you have to read it, don't you, to find out where it actually comes from. It doesn't doesn't help all the time. I bought some um peaches the other day. Where are these from? These are from Spain. And these are these flat peaches. Which everybody likes. Donut peaches. Donut peaches. I gave one to my boss a few years ago. I think when, when they first came out. And he went, oh, Steve, I've not seen that before. <laughs> Bless him. And uh, so they're quite nice, actually. Flat peaches. They've sort of taken over, you know, because peaches are just lovely. But they're so bloomin' messy, aren't they? Very, very messy. Uh, just about it for this morning. I was trying to find something else which was going to intrigue you. But it's, it's been, a, been an odd morning for the papers, as you will discover as we go through the day. Uh, make us all proud, Andy say, the Sunday Express. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. That's twice it's done that. I, keep, I forgot to actually turn down the thing. And um, a friend of mine, Jim, is on the A12 in Essex after one of the most fabulous weddings. They had fireworks. Yes, I heard about that the other day. I like the idea of fireworks at a, at, at a wedding. I did a, a 21st birthday party in uh, just outside Vienna years ago, and they had fireworks as well. I mean, like, serious. Fire. Doesn't it make a difference? Doesn't it make a difference, Jim, when you actually get fireworks and they're so so good? They're so, so good. And you think, that's what I'd like. Fireworks all year round and lots of other nice things. Listen, have yourself a fantastic day. As I said before, if you're one of those taking part in the 10 kilometre, good. And I hope you raise lots of money. I hope I can manage to get the car out of London uh, because I'm going off to a private screening now. How lucky am I? A private screening of Star Trek, which I'm very much looking forward to. I wonder if there's other people going to be there. I wonder if it's going to be other people. Anyway, I'll be back with you tomorrow morning on LBC. Follow me on Twitter, at Steve Allen Show. You can listen to LBC, of course, whenever you want, wherever you are. Download the free LBC app for your mobile or tablet. Never miss a moment. Leading Britain's Conversation at 10. It is Nigel Farage, but right now, Ian Payne.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.